This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. All right, Nicole, mac and cheese is done. Taking it off the stove now. No, you have to put it in the oven now. Oh, brother, here we go again. This, this is, is a hot dog, dog is a sandwich. sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaity. And Nicole, today we are talking about macaroni and cheese. I One love of... both of those things, but especially <laughs> when they're together. I love the use of the word and. <laughs> Holy smokes. Ampersand, right? <laughs> That's what it is? Yeah, except... I love ampersands. Hold on, we... No one go through the Mythical Kitchen videos where we've made mac and cheese, which are a lot of them, and try and find out what our official spelling of mac and cheese is. Because I think we've gone through a couple iterations. Yeah. And no one what knows. What about, I like in it when it's mac and apostrophe cheese. Yeah, wait, mac hold on. Mac cheese. Because in apostrophe, let's talk about grammar instead of mac Aww, and cheese. We're, ta- okay. <laughs> we're talking about whether or not stovetop mac and cheese, we're talking the creamy stuff, baby, is yeah, better than sorry. baked mac and cheese. <laughs> Something in my tooth. <laughs> but first I need to talk about the usage of apostrophes in language because an apostrophe is there for a missing letter, right? Oh, is it? Like the word isn't. Oh, that the that. apostrophe replaces what the What is o. it called whenever you combine the two words? Contraction. This is a contraction. The contractions are spaced 30 seconds apart. You need to push. So for me, if I'm writing mac and cheese, I think there should be an apostrophe before the N and after the N. It should be bracketed because you're missing an A and a D. But hmm. it's not grammatically correct. And apparently it is only before the N. I don't know. Anyways, Nicole. What's up? Stove top. What's up, geek? Stove. What did so you call geeky. my god? Why did you call me so, a geek? That was so geeky. Dude, I was a writer. I like copy edited. Oh, I did the whole thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I was it. Yeah, I was a geek. A I'm geek. a geek, Nicole. I'm a nerd. I'm An a freak. adult geek. But I'm not just any geek off the streets. I'm handy with a piece, if you know what I mean. Gotta earn your keep. I believe that is a a transcript from uh, Regulators. That is by, indeed. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know. Look I know. At you. Look at you. I know. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Oh, Bake yeah. yeah. Stove Bake top? versus stovetop mac and cheese. Where do you, where do you fall? Um, I am in the middle. Oh my <laughs> no, reasons. You can't be I have in the reasons. Middle. I have reasons why I'm in the middle as a self proclaimed uh, macaroni and cheese like student of the world. Uh-huh. I appreciate every single type. I like I like the crappy stuff that you can get from a box. Yeah. I love the thick macaroni and cheese like slab casserole style that you get from Soul Food. I love the word slab when yeah. it comes to food. Yeah, I like I like the the in between where it's you know it's like stove toppy like soupy and then it has like a cool crust on the top. Mm-hmm. Like I just love all iterations of pasta and cheese sauce. So I mean, there's a time and place for both. 
You're a pure mac and cheese neutralist. I really am. I always you're, have You're been. Switzerland. I am Switzerland on the matter. Speaking of Switzerland, Nicole, did you know that they invented processed cheese, even though today we call it American cheese? No way. <gasps> yeah, they actually did. What about, um, so Swiss, what about Swiss cheese? Okay, so- um, Was that invented by the this Swiss? This is, <laughs> listen, not to get into the romantic life of my fiance, Julia. Why not? But she she, did, she dated a Swiss guy back in college. She, she said, did? Why, why is it so surprising? No yeah, like, way. <laughs> I don't know. It's not did, that big you know. of a deal. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's just a dude. Um, but was anyways. he from Switzerland, though? Yeah, he was from Switzerland. And, oh. you know, going to school, international student, right? Oh, oh, oh I Fun like little that. international student. Good from, for her. I, Julia, I'm sorry if this is a lot. Good for her. Um, I hope that Swiss dude is, I, I'm sorry I forgot his name. Uh, but anyway, she was like, one of the stories that always sticks out in my mind is that he was so confused at the fact that we call Swiss cheese, Swiss cheese. Because he's like, there, he's like, Switzerland is one of the world's capitals of cheeses. That's correct. And we have a lot of different kinds. What we call Swiss cheese is most likely Emmentaler. Which is Switzerland. from Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's Emmentaler. That's not we Swiss cheese. We don't like cheese. saying Emmentaler. They got a lot of different kinds of cheeses over in Switzerland. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but anyways, they invented processed cheese as well because they were just a cheese capital. And then that kind of came to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And processed cheese is an important part of the evolution of mac and cheese. A lot of people don't like to put processed cheese in their mac and cheese. But let me tell you, it is the secret to a good mac and cheese. Yeah, I agree with Stove that. Stovetop or baked. Well, so the interesting thing about mac and cheese to me is it's a story of old versus new. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, so some people consider <laughs> this is this is dumb. This is getting like... When people say that ketchup is like several thousand years old, well, I, I guess I'm one of those people because yes, I've said you are. that a lot. Um, but technically, if you want to look at the origins of cheese and pasta together, like you really go back to ancient Roman times because they were making like wheat doughs that were boiled and then mixed with cheese. But like cacio pepe is cacio pepe mac and cheese? Oh, that's a great question. I don't think so. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I think mac and cheese to me has to be a milk cream based yeah. sauce. Yeah, yeah. And so the origins of mac and cheese, if you think about it, are in French based cookery, right? Because with the bechamel, with the bechamel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bechamel is one of the French mother sauces. It's a combination of flour and butter to make a roux. What are the others, Josh? Quiz time. Bechamel, hollandaise, espagnol, tomate. Oh my god, no, 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 no. You oh, velouté, 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 bingo, bango. Um. But, there, oh man, there's so many variations on holidays. Cooking's such a beautiful sport. It really is. Cooking's my favorite sport. Then it's track and field. Then football. I like then ice skating. Then high ally. I like watching competitive ice skating. Uh, figure skating or... Um, don't ask me. Freestyle. Uh, I will leave Mo- it. Moguls. I don't, I literally don't know the difference. So French-based cookery. So uh-huh. the first ever, what I consider the first ever recorded recipe of mac and cheese, because I am an amateur historian... I do Google things. Uh-huh. It was like 1769. Oh, I thought uh, it was Thomas Jefferson. Okay, so we'll get into that in a second. Okay. But 1769 in England, the original recipe to me was a French Mornay. Mornay, a variation of a mother sauce. You add cheese to a bechamel. Correct. And then it was actually baked as well. So it's very much like a – it's oh. basically, it's pasta gratin is what it is. That Exactly. Right? Yeah. The Thomas Jefferson thing is really, really interesting. So Thomas Jefferson often gets credited – for quote unquote inventing mac and cheese, popularizing Bringing mac and cheese, it to yeah, us, to the U.S. Sure, and he was the American ambassador to France for a long time, and mm-hmm. he did supposedly bring the first ever macaroni maker to America, a pasta extruder. The interesting thing about any time you're like Martha Washington's recipe for apple pie, Thomas Jefferson's recipe, it wasn't Thomas Jefferson cooking. It no. was it was an enslaved black person that was cooking, Correct. right? And Correct. so James Hemings was uh, Thomas Jefferson's chef, and Correct. James Hemings. Actually, went uh, Michael Twitty writes about this in the book The Cooking Gene, which is fantastic. Great Recommend book. to anybody. 
Um, Michael, we got to get you on the show, man. Yeah, We're big what fans. are you doing later, Colin? <laughs> but anyway, so James Hemmings actually went to France, trained in France as a cook, um, bought his freedom at age 30, tragically died when he was 36. But his recipe for mac and cheese, which he actually described as, he literally called it macaroni, a macaroni called pie. Mm-hmm. He literally described his first recipe for mac and cheese as a macaroni called pie. Or no, sorry, I'm so sorry, a pie called macaroni. Interesting. Okay. Which sounds like a weird uh deaf, you know, poem that was you know, like a slam poem. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. But anyway, so the original recipes for mac and cheese were indeed baked, right? Sure. So is the OG. And then as we get into 1850, the first cheese factory opens in America. And then in the early 1900s, processed cheese takes off. We all know the story. Space age food. Can't, <laughs> there's literally a product in the 1950s that was marketed to housewives that was called macaroni cheese. And it was literally just a can Rap. of cheese goo that you mixed with macaroni. So that is when stovetop macaroni really took off. So that's how we ended up getting, you know, craft macaroni and cheese. Which is incredible, by the way. Which is incredible. But that shifted our perceptions of macaroni. And here I am, Nicole. I don't, I don't know which one. I don't know which one is on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I yeah. got like you, like you. you yeah. I got I got love. I got love yeah. for the stuff I grew up with. Yeah, me too. Just the gloopy, soupy, craft macaroni color. and cheese. Oh, the it's color. The iconic orange color. Oh, it's the red dye forty with the yellow dye six. It's really Nicole. beautiful. I don't know. Oh, and the smell. It is not like any, any cheese yeah, that yeah, you've no. ever smelled before. But it smells like what an alien would consider cheese. Yes. And I like that. It's like if they distilled cheese essence yeah, into a aroma. perfume. Yeah. Like with the what is the whale the whale poop? Ambergris. Ambergris. The whale vomit. Sorry, came out of the wrong end of the whale. <laughs> it's like they distilled cheese essence with that. And sprayed it on there. It becomes more cheese than cheese. Yeah, it's really special. But I don't know. I mean, there's nothing easier than whipping up just like a bowl of stovetop mac and cheese and pour. It's the thing is some people get the like uh, ratios wrong. And it's like (laughs) macaroni and cheese soup, which I don't really care for. So you know, it needs a certain like heft and a certain level of I don't know how to explain it. Like an amount of body coagulation. Correct. It's the proper coagulation, but. I've had it on the other side of the spectrum too. When people when people bake their mac and cheese and it's bone dry, bone dry, just embarrassingly bone dry. I've made bone dry mac and cheese. I've before. been there too, and I and it makes me sad. Bone so mac. Okay, so any pasta cookery, it's really interesting because you have to pull the pasta off the stove. You should be sautéing your pasta with sauce. It just makes it better. It right? makes sense. Yeah, sure. it makes sense. But you have to pull it off the stove when it's too wet to serve. You know the what macaroni I mean? and well, cheese is too wet to any serve. Any pasta, right? Macaroni and cheese, it's a pasta dish when it comes down to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you have to pull it when it's too wet to serve because the pasta is going to continue to absorb sauce. You know what I mean? When it's sure. like on the plate, when it's still hot, all that. Um, but sometimes you screw that up. And I've certainly screwed that up. Same. For on both ends. I've made soupy mac and cheeses. Same. Uh I've made bone dry mac and cheeses. It's mm-hmm. a deceptively tough, you know, it dish to get to perfect. Do. Yes, yes, yes. In macaroni, I just burped and powered through it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was there. Macaroni and cheese <laughs> yeah, like the alien from Men in Black. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that movie all the way through. Oh really? I like I like the part when they're like at the bodega and the guy's like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> and that's all I remember. Is that the Labatt Blue Bear from the commercial? The what's up? I don't know what that is either. You don't know the what? You don't know what's up? 
Well, That's where the phrase no, was up comes no, from. No, no, I do, but you said something about bl- I think it's, blue it's, bear. I what believe did he say? the origin. Okay, now we're we're getting into the real bat meat of the podcast. Blue bear? No, Labatt. I believe it was from a Labatt Blue, which is a Canadian beer brand. What is Labatt Blue? Labatt Blue is like the Bud Light of Canada. Canada. And then the and then the Coors Banquet of Canada is is Molson's your, Dry. Why are you emphasizing your words in a weird way? Canada. You're doing a Canadian That's how they accent? say Canada, bud. That's Come over for some brewskis, play some hockey, eh? Oh, no. Eat some beaver tails. What? Is that what they call them, beaver tails? Yeah. The, right? the, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I've never. I mean, I I only remember the, the Scream version of that commercial. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they were parodying. Yeah. What were we talking about? Okay, so macaroni. So macaroni. So stovetop, stovetop macaroni. Um, it's good. I didn't grow up with Kraft mac and cheese I as did. much as I grew up with Stouffer's frozen mac and cheese. Oh, that's that you different. microwaved. Which I would consider stovetop mac and cheese. Certainly stovetop. That's yeah. the style, right? That it is, is the style. Stovetop mac and cheese. There is no textural interplay other than squish and gloss. What? Why? It's Why? gloshy and squishy. The noodles are. So, I've had it before too. Those noodles are so. So overcooked. It's like eating it's a. It's like it's like Chef Boyardee ravioli, where the noodle has no chew. The it's noodle shocking. has shocking. I and it's great. It's like I delicious. Don't like it. You okay. don't like it? No, no, no. You'd, ra- you'd rather have Kraft than Stouffer's. What? Uh, <laughs> one million. Percent. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you can, you Nicole. Can, with that, <laughs> you know I like my pasta like al dente ish. So yeah. So being able to like you know. Craft <laughs> your own like pasta textures actually really cool that I like. But, I feel that. Yeah, as a child, you know me just just determining. Ah, oh, this is overcooked. <laughs> Do it again, mom. I'm just kidding. I never did that. I never did that. Shala, you don't deserve that I from really, Nicole. I really I'm sorry. Never did that. But no, that stovetop stuff, garbage. Ew. No. 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 It's Sophia Franklin, and if you don't already know, listen up. My mini-series is live now, each and every Monday, and the only person missing is you. We're dating, we're dumping, we're learning, and we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let me let me ask you then. Let's work backwards from the problem. What is <coughs> bless you? Oh, I swear. Thank you. Let's work backwards from the problem here. Okay. What is the best mac and cheese you've ever had? The one that I make. Well, well how do you make it? Um. Di- oh yeah. Wait. Oh, my answer is the same. <laughs> but go on. I forgot your mac and cheese is the best. It is the best mac and cheese. Like you can quote me on that. Um. Well, I cu- I cook it. With evaporated milk. Well, first I cook my noodles beforehand Mm -hmm. and I wash them. I wash the noodles. And then I put oil on the noodles. I also cook them according to the package directions. Maybe like 30 seconds less, okay? Mm -hmm. And then I I rinse it in cold water so I can stop the cooking process. And Mm -hmm. then I put neutral oil on it and then I let it hang out. While that's happening, I make my bechamel sauce. But I um, I use evaporated milk. Cream and regular milk in my... That's the friggin' ticket. Yeah, in my mac and cheese. And then I season it heavily. I put chicken bouillon. I put mustard powder. um, I put a dash of whatever hot sauce I have around. Typically, it's either Louisiana or Crystal. Um, uh, Onion powder, garlic powder, things like that. I put sharp cheddar cheese, Velveeta. Mm -hmm. I believe I put some Gruyere in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, I combine the two, 
on the heat. And then I put it in a buttered dish. And then I put more cheese on the top. And then I bake it for 20 minutes. So there's no one. This is the best mac and cheese this I've is, ever had. This is the best mac and cheese. And I did hours of research, like days of research <laughs> on this snack. And it's perfect because we're talking about cheese choices on this. Some people will be like, I've made a 19 cheese mac and cheese. Too Ew. many cheese. Too many cheeses. I don't like when people put feta in their mac and cheese. Like, no. It, every cheese you put in your macaroni should be intentional. intentional. Velveeta, sodium citrate, I call it the God chemical yes, because you do. it will <laughs> you really do. Because, because it will it will fuse and emulsify any cheese. Sodium citrate is what makes American cheese American cheese. That's right. And so if you just add some American cheese to any cheese sauce you're making, it will bind it, it won't break. So you have that for the structure and the creaminess, and then you have the sharp cheddar for like that's the most iconic cheese flavor when we think of mac sure, and cheese, right? Yeah. It's sharp cheddar. Gruyere comes in. Gruyere comes in on the back end. Oh, it's nutty. It's nutty. And it's different. That's a nutty cheese. It's different. It's the wild card. It's the wow factor. It's that that separates the mac and cheese recipe from most. And then another part is you're actually seasoning it with spices. People need to season their mac and cheese. 100%. Some people don't. No, and that is honestly, I, I, I used to never do that because I was like, I'm here for just the cheese. No, no, no. It's but, a dish. It's a full comprehensive dish and you need to enjoy what you're eating. Yeah, it's not yeah. It's not a pasta dish. It's a casserole? Do we call it a casserole? I don't know. Is that a, is that offensive? Are all baked pasta dishes casseroles? Is manicotti a casserole? Is lasagna a casserole? I, I made the claim recently on Twitter that I, I said it using a bunch of real legalese language where I was mm-hmm. like, through the American lens of lasagna and the American lens of casserole, I believe it could fit into that subcategory. I don't think it manicotti. Do you think enchiladas are a casserole? Mm, well, it depends what you mean by enchiladas. The way Americans, what do you mean? because okay, so a legit. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you can, I'm here. Nicole's drunk with confusion right no, I'm now. From California. If you so, my favorite enchiladas are are Oaxacan, and they're maybe called enmoladas because they're they're made with mole. Yeah. Oh, I've had them before at Monte Alban. At Monte Alban. <laughs> Shout out to Monte Alban. So Got a bunch of great mezcal cocktails for cheap, baby. I love cheap, drinking cheap. there. They're so colorful. Just a lovely restaurant. Uh, I always have a good time when I go there. But enmoladas, you don't bake them. They're filled with whatever chicken, cheese. Uh, well, they're the tortillas are lightly fried and dipped in oil. Sure. Slather them in mole. Yes, yes. Roll them up. Put them on a plate. Um, maybe cover them with a little bit of, of queso fresco or queso Oaxaca, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's nothing baked about it. The American idea of what, well, not even American. You can go to New Mexico and sure. get baked enchiladas. Well, America, New Mexico is in America. Sure. It's, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, do you know what You I know mean? that I don't believe in sovereign borders. <laughs> like that truly, truly, I don't believe in sovereign borders. <laughs> Right, because I actually I got Josh in a boo boo. I actually That's met I somebody. <laughs> uh, shout out to Tyler. Uh, her family dates back to New Mexico. They came from Spain in mm. 1520. That's cool. So literally 500 years of New Mexican culture. So they're like, we don't care if we're in America or Mexico. We've been here for 500 years making this stuff, okay. living this culture. So whether New Mexican food is Mexican, American, just purely New Mexican, whatever it is. But you know, if you're Covering enchiladas in cheese and baking it, I don't know. Sometimes that reads as a casserole to me. Hmm. You know? You know? I know. I, I, just, I just don't know if I have the heart to call baked macaroni and cheese a casserole. I do think you can make a macaroni and cheese casserole, though. How, how would you like, make a macaroni like, and cheese casserole? Like Caribbean macaroni pie yeah. is a casserole. Talk, talk about Caribbean macaroni pie. It's just, it's. I believe it's, it's made with eggs, mm-hmm. evaporated milk, some some cheese, and you bake it. Yeah, and that's, it is, 
it's like it's hard and it's dense and it's hearty and rich and eats completely differently than totally uh, like say stovetop mac. The difference between a stovetop mac and cheese and like a uh, Caribbean macaroni pie, which mm-hmm. shout out to Rashida Holmes of Bridgetown Roti. She makes a great macaroni <laughs> really? pie. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd love to try Oh, it. you got to try a macaroni pie. It rolls. Oh, wow. But the difference between those two dishes is like, I, I don't know, the difference between like uh, a milkshake, you know, and rice pudding. It's just like they're so far oh. apart. You know what I mean? Huh. There's macaroni sure. and cheese in both, but they satisfy such different totally, lanes. Totally, totally. And they're both delicious in their own right. Hundred percent. I just, I just, I, I think macaroni pie is a casserole, but the baked macaroni and cheese that we're talking about that has that co- proper coagulation, yeah. to uh, wetness ratio, that's not, that's not a casserole. So the technique on your macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. I almost think of it as a hybrid, okay. which is maybe my favorite style. Okay. Because you're baking it, but you don't bake it for that long, right? No, the whole point of baking it is just so it can like, God, I don't know how to say it this just in marries. English. It mingles. Oh, yeah. Wait, say it in Farsi. Uh, get efte. It's like gotten together. Get efte. It's I gotten it. So, yeah, it's married. That's a good way to think of it. And like you broil the cheese on top. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Wait, do you broil it or do you bake it? I mean, I mean, the cheese gets broiled on top because it bakes. But you're not oil. like when you no. when you press the oven, are you hitting brawl? Do I? Or are you hitting 500? I think it depends on my mood. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes sometimes I just bake it, sometimes I broil it. Maybe yeah. you know what I might do? If I remember correctly, I think I bake it at four, maybe like 450. Mm. And then the last two minutes, I'm like, all right, screw it. Let's broil. Slam it. Yeah. I think that's what I, I'm pretty sure that's the way that I freehand it. If I ever tell someone to cook something on medium heat on a pan, what that's I actually mean is like, ten. is put it on medium heat for two minutes, stare at the pan, get mad and crank it all the way up to high. Yeah. And then something burns out <laughs> a little bit of water. Yeah. Um, that's called cooking. But it I'd say really yours is. is almost a hybrid because- a lot of baked mac and cheeses that I've had, including like really good ones at barbecue restaurants, they will make the cheese sauce. Well, some baked mac and cheeses, you don't even make a bechamel. No, you – so it's You like just add egg, it all. It's like egg-based. Yeah, some places – Which I think is fun. They'll add egg. They'll add the egg, the milk uh, to the cooked cold pasta. Yeah. They'll add egg, milk, cheese, seasoning, whatever. Mix that up, top it with cheese and bake it. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that's how – especially a lot of barbecue restaurants that are like – we're doing, numbers. Thousand, yeah, 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 we're doing yeah. a thousand portions of this a day. Sure. We need giant trays of things so we can shove in an oven. I reckon that's how they're probably doing it. And I've had a lot of great mac and cheeses like that. But yours starts with almost a stovetop recipe. Yeah. And you're not adding extra. Because something that I'll do if I make your style, I'll add extra cheese into the pasta. Like cheese that has not saying. melted yet. I see what you're saying. So, so that when it bakes, it, it melts. So you get that stringiness. Exactly. But like I've noticed like macaroni and cheese isn't necessarily like cheesy, like stringy. That Well, that's not time. how you prefer it. I don't think that's how I prefer. I just the most of the mac and cheeses I've had my whole entire life and I've had a mm-hmm. lot. The cheese necessarily doesn't always need to like be that like perfectly cheese pulley. Experience it's it's almost me. not a cheesy dish. It's a creamy dish yeah. that is seasoned by the cheese. Yes. Yes. We have the dumbest con. Do you realize, like, can we just, that was an epiphany moment for us. And I liked it. And we have the dumbest conversations in the world on here. And I absolutely love it. I would rather be nowhere else. Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, that's so true because because in, most of the time the cheese is perfectly emulsified and you don't have those little pockets of cheese that if you were baking it and you put those little cubes in there, they would, like, stretch. Yeah, yeah, but, but that—that's a stovetop mac and cheese. 
Like you, yeah. Nicole, you are making a stovetop mac and cheese. You want the comfort, the creaminess of a stovetop mac and cheese, yeah. but you also want like the aesthetic and the functionality and the cohabitation of a baked mac and cheese. And yeah. you found yeah. the perfect hybrid, which to me, maybe that's the next step of mac and cheese evolution. Did you drop your chapstick? I, oh my God, my chapstick's on the ground. <laughs> you dry, you see, that's what you, you're using Nivea again? Yeah. It's, it's the weather. Stuff. Yeah, the weather. Um, yeah, again, Switzerland. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a pretty good recipe. I have you ever had a mac and cheese that you can like slice? Like, like yeah. it's not it's not a full like Trinidadian macaroni. Like pie. not intentionally. Not, but like you go to you know a cookout, a family get together, a potluck. Someone brings the mac and cheese that has been sitting there for like three four hours. You sure, know? of and course. You, and and you don't scoop it. There's no run to it. It's yeah. a slicer. There's a something scooper. pleasant about the density of that to me as a, okay. as a man who loves soft <laughs> but chewy foods like mochi i the ideal mac and cheese to me is maybe just made with mochi oh that would be a great test mochi and cheese mochi cheese i've made that before chewy cheetos oh yeah we did make yeah, that we, we did make that but um yeah i mean i i've been to a lot of potlucks and like friendsgivings yeah and just the disarray <laughs> Not even the array. The disarray of mac and cheeses is just so fun. And then oh everyone boy. points at you because you're the food guy slash girl. Yeah. And they're like, try my mac. You ha- N- Nicole, you have to try it. I worked so hard in it. And I'm like, okay, let's do Work this. harder next time, huh? Why is it green? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of that. But, uh, but I kind of like how macaroni and cheese, you know, there is no – right way to do it there's wrong ways but there's so <laughs> many wrong ways i went to a let's put my family on blast again yeah woo! Woo! uh thanksgiving one year oh same thing happened somebody was like i got this new mac and cheese recipe josh you're a foodie you gotta try it i'm like okay and then i saw it in the pasta nicole it was bare it, there was mean? there was no sauce on the pasta. Oh, what they it was just did, macaroni what and they cheese. did, no, but there's more. Oh wait, <laughs> there's more. They took cooked macaroni, put it in a casserole dish, topped it with cheddar cheese, more macaroni, more cheddar cheese. Inexplicably, just a ton of tomatoes and onions baked on top. Healthy. It was like I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like if a Belarusian cookbook during wartime published a recipe for mac and cheese, and they're like, <laughs> nice. "This is it. This is Belarusian rations mac and cheese." I don't know. We didn't have any milk. <laughs> the donkeys were killed. No, I didn't tell them that. I said, "Mmm, <laughs> good. Are those are onions." <laughs> did now? Did you season the onion? No, just just raw and plain. Okay, thank you. Did you think about <laughs> cooking this so that the onions were warm? No, you just want a little sweat on them. Okay, yeah, interesting. Um, no, and so it's just absolutely <laughs> terrible. And the funny thing is that year I brought a mac and cheese too, and I was trying to be a little fancy. Um, sure. So I made like a wild mushroom gruyere baked mac and cheese. We've with, all been there. Oh, we all and and it's don't. with time. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot, oh, I, oh, oh, oh shoot. no, Nicole. The time was in the butter roasted mushrooms. Oh. and it was like fine, but I was like, mm, I it's wish I just... nothing like. A bomb ass mac and cheese. Correct, correct. And you know which one I'm talking about. Correct. The yellow. Yeah. The yellow and gotta the, be yellow. And the brown on the top with the the <laughs> the oil pockets from the cheeses uh-huh. that have lifted to the top that are also violently orange. Correct. And then you you like you break the seal and then you see it and you look at all the flex, you're like, look at that seasoning. Like mm-hmm. that is a proper seasoned dish. And you're like, 
and it, you hear it and it's like, wow. <laughs> you got to see flex, fl- little flecks of red in your food. Or green, whatever. Or green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or black. It just yeah. put flecks in your food. It, put, it, they're there because they taste good. Season your damn macaroni and cheeses. Uh, there's one issue that we did not talk about. What? what? And it's, Nicole, I don't know if you're ready for this controversial jelly. How do you feel about breadcrumbs? I don't. I don't like breadcrumbs <laughs> on my mac and cheese. I thought you were just going to I don't feel about them at all. Unless, unless... Uh, it's very rarely, very rarely, I will I will screw around with a little Ritz, oh, little crumbled oh. Ritz with a little bit of of cheese, like a hard cheese, like a Parmesan. Mm-hmm. But that's very rare. I don't I don't need it. It's, yeah, it's putting it's putting lipstick on a beautiful pig. <laughs> she doesn't need it. <laughs> the pig was fine. Peppa Pig was fine as she is. You didn't need to gussy her up. Piggy. No, no, no. Peppa Pig has supplanted Miss Piggy. Uh, is Peppa Pig a child? Because Miss Piggy is sexually yeah. aggressive. Yeah, yeah. That's a sexually Peppa's aggressive a pig. Child. Peppa's a child. Peppa's uh, a kid. I have. I think I can officially swear off breadcrumbs on mac and cheese Good job. from here on out. I'm right? really I, proud of you because I know you like to do it for like aesthetic purposes. Yeah. You don't need it anymore. No, I've, it's like I've been there. I've done that. I, I know that it doesn't actually improve my life. Yeah. At any point, the correct thing to do is put a crust of more cheese on top. Correct. That you can get the brown edges on yeah. at the end, at the end, and the breadcrumbs they just they're gonna soak up the grease. No, I want the grease. My mouth should soak up the exactly, grease, not the exactly. breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs don't get the grease. I get, I get the just, grease. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, no more breadcrumbs. So, so our answer is <sighs> I hybrid. Think, I honestly though that I think you found the next evolution in mac and cheese because That's me. to me, baked represents. Community and tradition. Stovetop rec- stovetop represents comfort. Nicole's distracting me with the model <laughs> posing. Stovetop represents comfort and convenience. Nicole, you have found the hybrid where you get all the comfort, the convenience, the tradition, and the communionship from all of that. And I love that. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, just make my mac and cheese and then report back. Yeah, we'll post a recipe uh, somewhere on your front door. Go no, check your front door right now. There's a recipe right there. We're dropping them We're off. Dro- we're going on tour. We've been surveilling all of your houses. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, they're watching you and feeding us the data. All right, Nicole. Nicole, <laughs> Nicole, Nicole. You've heard what you and I had to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the world. All you crazy kids with your crazy ideas. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casseroles. Josh always looks at me to follow my cue for this. Yeah, you're a natural born leader. Because I am a little bit crazy sometimes (laughs) when it comes to saying opinions are like casseroles. Oh, Nicole, you crazy kook. I am a crazy kook. You're going to (laughs) <laughs> You're, hey, you want to get us some voicemails? I would love to. Let's do it. I, w- w- all the time. What's their first time emailer? I enjoy your show. Uh, I enjoy your show too, bud. The one that was cured. Blueberries, very, in-season blueberries, very underrated. Uh, excuse me, very overrated. Out-of-season blueberries, underrated. All blueberries <laughs> are just about just as good, regardless of you in January, February, mm-hmm. or July, August. Okay. Two quick takes. I was curious of your opinion on one of the things we see a lot. Walking. Stop, stop. One, <laughs> one, where are you from? But you didn't tell us your name, but where are you from? Because I love your accent. Do you think Blue I Bears, July to August. Why are you looking no. at me? I don't know where also, he's from. He said it so matter of fact in yes. a way that, yeah, he, he's correct. I don't like blueberries. They're always just fine. 
Which is, I think, what his take was. They are was. like the most mid-berry. <laughs> this is the most... <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest lukewarm take to me, and in a way that I truly love. It's because not lukewarm to him, though. No, no, it's not. And, yeah. and I also believe it because, um, you know, Nicole, that thing that I do where I escalate intensity for no reason? No. So you? I'll tell him why his take's me. correct. We've conquered God. And the way that we by conquered frozen God. In- IQF? <laughs> not, not frozen IQF, uh, but by cha- literally changing soil conditions to be able to grow things year round. Because yeah. California, right, it's the most agro rich um, state in America, one of the biggest agricultural regions in oh, the world. I thought you were like angry. It's agro, bro. <laughs> no, so uh, we can grow so many crops year round. Blueberries are, I believe, typically a, like a. A, a cold weather uh, berry. Really? Right? And grow in cold weather areas. Blueberries are native to America, but we can just like kind of grow them wherever, whenever, because California has so many different microclimates. And I know a lot of blueberries are, are grown outside of California and whatnot, but just like we can get any produce at any time of year because we've conquered God. The thing we can't figure out is how to grow great out of season tomatoes. They're good out of season tomatoes, but man, tomato season tomatoes, transcendent. All right, back to him. Wait, I have something oh, to Nicole say. Oh, Nicole has more. I'm sorry. I'm also on this podcast. I know. You paused for a long time. I thought you had nothing to say. He talked so much. He forgot yeah, I go, yeah, go quick. Yeah, go it quick. Yeah, go quick. It was incredible. I thought I didn't forget it's you were like, here. It's like, yeah, I looked at you and you paused. It's like everybody melted away and it was only Josh speaking. <laughs> but yeah, I like blue. I don't like blueberries. Continue. Wow. Wow, Nicole, profound. <laughs> I had more to say, but now I don't know what to say anymore. Um, do you what? want me to apologize? <coughs> no. I'm sorry. <coughs> no. Two quick takes I was curious of your opinion on. One is these things that you see a lot, walking taco, uh, walking a walking taco. It's just nachos. <laughs> Why would you call it anything else? Second, huh. is fruitcake a food or is it really just a holiday paperweight? Thank you. Fair Aww, enough. This was great. Yeah, uh, great opinions. I didn't mean to call your your take lukewarm. <laughs> Walking taco, aka Frito pie. It's I not just nachos. I no. It's not. No, not for me. Same. Yeah, I no. disagree with you. Fritos are not stranger. Fr- <laughs> Fritos are like he's roughly correct. I can see how he would get to his wrong opinion. Do you make your nachos with Doritos? Uh, no, I do not, Nicole. Do you make your nachos with potato chips? I do not, Nicole. Do you make your nachos with Cheetos? I do not. Therein, <laughs> this take I do not agree with. You, you know how, like, in school, in a math class, let's bring you back there, you would show show all the correct yeah. work, show all the correct work and still get the answer wrong? That's where he's at with walking taco. Because it's mostly made with Fritos. Yeah. Fritos are just a corn chip. But it's not not the same. It's not a tortilla chip, it's which not. to me is different. But, totally. like, there's, you know, cheese and a saucy spiced meat on there. It's 99.9% similar it's, to nachos. Okay, it's been nacho-fied, but it's not a nacho. Yeah, like humans share 99.9% DNA with chimpanzees, but we're different. Chimpanzees. You know, and a chimpanzee will just rip your face off and eat your children. Yeah, you know? Travis. Yeah, it was You yeah. know about Travis mm-hmm. the chimpanzee? It inspired the scene in the movie Nope. Yeah, Google that. Bro. Google that. Yeah. So, um, what was his other opinion? Oh, uh, fruitcake. Fruitcake not being a food, simply a paperweight. I like fruitcake. I love, how did fruitcake get so maligned? It's so good. I like fruitcake. I don't even know if people send it in the holidays anymore. Yeah, because it got such a bad rap. Now people are making weird stuff like stolen. Stolen. Stolen and and other German fruit. Panettone. And, and panettone, which and, and, I love. Don't talk, don't talk crap no, about I love panettone. panettone. I love fruitcake. 
That's all panettone is. if you crushed a panettone into the density of a neutron star. <laughs> and it's then, great. And then soaked it in some sort of rum. <laughs> yeah. So good. I absolutely love fruitcake. I will hear none, none of that. Hi, Josh. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Maggie. This is Kyle from Portland. Uh, Nicole, on the Which is the Best Ice Cream Flavor episode, you recently said that you make charcuterie boards really well. And uh, mm. I have always wanted to make a charcuterie restaurant that's like Subway called Cuterie. Um, oh. I have never worked in the food service before. Ooh. I have no idea how to run a restaurant. But if you want to verbally commit to be my second employee after my girlfriend, um, just say yes. Thanks. Love your podcast. Bye. Is this person speaking to me specifically? Yeah. I'd like to tag along, though. If I could just insert myself. Josh will be your next hire. I I don't know if you'll be able, truly, to pay me enough to just be your employee. Mm -hmm. I would have to be some sort of manager. Equity. You'd have to, well, you'd have have equity, too. You're employee number three. Yeah, I'd have equity. I would have buying power. I would have a lot. I I can't just be an employee. Be able to liquidate stock when you want to. Yeah, like, I want to, I want to be there making the big decisions. I want to be in the boardrooms. Yeah. Um, I like the idea. You'll start sweeping pork fat off the floor, but no, I will five not. Years, no, that's what the girlfriend does. When they're, <laughs> I don't need to do that. I don't need what to do, do you th- that. What do you think of that idea, though? Making I think it's a, a great idea. Charcuterie base, so uh, just a very premium form of subway. Um, I think it's a good idea. I believe a lot of cheesemongers already kind of do this. But it's not, not stylized as a subway or an eight hundred degrees. But stylized like a subway is that is what subway subway like. There were sandwich shops before Subway. Of the course. reason Subway took off and the reason places like Chipotle copied their model mm-hmm. is because you could see all the fresh ingredients in front of you. That was very new. Sure. And you can point to what you want, right? Yeah. I've never been to – I've been to fancy charcuterie-based sandwich shops that are all great, but mm-hmm. their stuff is very curated. I can't just like point at the Kalamata olive tapenade. I can't just point at the artichoke – you know, pesto. Really? I can't just point at you things. You can't see them? They don't have them laid I don't th- out? I don't think I've ever been to a space like he's talking about. And it's huh. a cool idea. It is a very cool idea. And I think I think there's merit in it. I don't know exactly how to make it, you know, successful. Because there, there, there is a next evolution to Subway coming, right? Sure. We've seen that with stuff like Sweet Green. I love Sweet With Green. stuff like Kava Grill, Kava you know, is the next evolution of Chipotle. Yeah. Sweet green, if you had like the aesthetics of sweet green, something that is elevated, that's very millennial, you have yeah. the app, you have all this stuff, it's infinitely customizable. Yeah. I had a very similar idea whenever I was first in culinary school, actually. So you're you're gonna you're gonna sue? No, you're no, no, sue no, 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 of course not. No, never. This is this is your You're not even brainchild. his employee and you're suing him already. No, no, I'm not suing anybody. I don't even have a legal I don't even have a lawyer on retainer. Should <laughs> Your I? brother's a lawyer. Personal injury. That's if I slip and fall in his restaurant. <laughs> slip and fall while you're sleeping in the pork fat. <laughs> no, but <laughs> like I was saying, I think it's a great idea. And and if you can find a way to curate it and make it attractive and get butts in the door, do it. Put up a neon sign that you can take Instagram pictures in front. That's like yeah, yeah. And it it'll be it'll say, uh, "Let me be your char cutie." Get it? Because it's like shark cute, shark Yeah, we'll workshop the neon sign, but you gotta have a neon sign. Or like, or like, or like, um, you're so gouda to me. I sharted at charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had to get out. I had to, I need to, I need to. But I let me, okay, I have one more thing to say about this. Hold on. Okay, but like, but like when you think of like eating like a, like a, like a boarded food, a food with, bo- a boarded food. Oh yeah, boarded food. I'm familiar, yeah, with the food, the food of boards, the and boards like, of food. And like you have to sell like, like wine with it, right? Yeah. Okay, but like, you have to be able to make that subway model sexy because it's a sexy food and it's a shareable food. Mm. And you're probably going to be either going on a day or like a meeting or like with a big group of people. Mm. But you have to make your space attractive. And it's hard to do that. <laughs> There's a subway style. I want the pepperoni. No, not that one. The other one. Like that kind of stuff is hard to make sex. Okay, you follow the Wolfgang Puck model. You start with Spago, your your flagship. You know, you have the best charcuterie. And they then, can't do that. And then, and then, and then you get to Wolfgang, Wolfgang Puck Express. I also said Wolfgang Guck. Wolfgang Guck Express in LAX where you're selling $15 tomato bisque. That's what you do. And then mm. that's your subway because that's the moneymaker. Panda did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Had the Panda in, went to Panda Express. Uh-huh. Now Panda Express made them multi-multi-millionaires. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. Cut- cut- cutery, we're in, baby. I'll cutery. officially invest $5,000. I'll just show up. Hi, Josh and Nicole. Hi. Uh, my name is Mark, and I have an opinion. My opinion is that the only cream cheese that belongs on a bagel is don't say it. Plain whipped cream. Don't cheese. you yeah! dare say it. None of that flavored stuff and none of that unwhipped stuff. Only plain you son of a whipped. You right, thanks. Love you guys. Son of a. I want to say you it. I love too. I want to say the full word. Um, I love whipped cream cheese, but I prefer block. <laughs> yes, yeah, same. No, whipped cream cheese to me is an affront to cream cheese. Mm, let me tell you, it's good with crackers. It's good with mott. That's I eat crackers. I eat a bagel, Nicole. I okay. don't want the whipped cream but cheese. It's good sometimes. I understand the texture of it. <laughs> So upset. I hate whipped cream. <laughs> the disappointment of opening a thing of cream cheese oh and God. not knowing that it was whipped, just thinking that you bought cream cheese in a bubbles? nice resealable container. Why are you so anti? Why what's the big deal? It dilutes the flavor. When you ex Nicole, when you expand volume, decreasing density, you dilute flavor, okay. right? There's literally less flavor molecules. I want the denseness of the cream cheese. And then you got and then you got you get a little whipped cream cheese mustache. You gotta put three inches of whipped cream cheese on to equal one inch of normal cream cheese. That's just so much cream cheese to put on a bagel. <laughs> but I, I really, I am like vehemently against whipped cream cheese on a bagel. I like it sometimes. Mark. Every- Mark. I'm but- Mark. <laughs> I have an opinion and I'm Mark. I can't wait to do an episode of just this, of just <laughs> listening to people. I oh, can't yeah. wait. But no, I, I understand. I understand the opinion. I don't necessarily love it, but I get it. And the only correct bagel order is a cinnamon raisin bagel with strawberry cream cheese. Maggie, next opinion. Ew, ew, next what opinion. the no, hell no, was that? What was that about? It's good. You ever had it? No. It's like a dessert. It's anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most self-hating Jew thing about me is that I will eat a cinnamon raisin yeah, bagel. That's it. Yeah, that's the one, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this is Phil from Chicago. Hey well, Phil. the suburbs of Chicago. I can't really say I'm from Chicago. Evanston. He's from Evanston. That. But um, my opinion casserole is um, if there's no other dips available, ketchup <laughs> is suitable for regular chips. I'm talking like okay. ruffled yes. Lay's or regular Lay's, honestly. Um, has to be a plain chip. Can't be any others. No Doritos. Mm-hmm. No nothing else. No extra flavors. It's got to be straight up salt, chip, and ketchup. I think it works. My mother looks at me very strangely. That might not be the only reason, but 
Not my business. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing well. Bye. <laughs> Phil, Phil, you say don't, hi to your mother for me, Phil. You don't, you don't need your mother's approval. You're a grown man. You're say living in the mother. suburbs of Chicago. You don't need your mom's, your mom's approval to dip your chips and ketchup. You need ours. I think it's okay. I'd rather just the best, the best chip dip, yogurt. Oh yeah, <laughs> yogurt, Greek yogurt, or regular yogurt, not vanilla. <laughs> Cinnamon raisin chips dipped in strawberry <laughs> yogurt are my favorite. No, I as okay as I've gotten older, Nicole, and my tastes have matured. I have now realized what I want out of the world, out of my food eating experience. I have learned that my life is improved by dipping more things in ketchup. I will roast broccoli and just dip it in ketchup because like it makes Benjamin me happy. Because you know, like kids love <laughs> dipping things in ketchup. Oh, I thought you meant like the voice, like. I, I'm seven years old. That's how we talked about it. He's like, I'm seven years old, but I look like an old man. I didn't watch that movie because I, I I watched it with my high school girlfriend. We were just making out the whole time. Um, but I remember as we're making out, hearing like Brad Pitt me like, I'm I'm just seven years old. I'm like. Did you remember from that? Yeah. Um, it was a great film. So yeah, I love dipping plain chips and ketchup. And I also hate dry foods. Like, I, of course, I love eating chips. I don't need to dip every single chip. But as much as I love wetness, I love dipping chips and ketchup. This is this is perfectly valid. And I've never thought to to verbalize it that way. Just reach for the yogurt instead. Eh, fair enough. You put hot sauce in that yogurt? Put so, a little hot sauce in it? Put a little... <laughs> so what I do, I put, a, I put paprika. Man. Pepper. Yeah, that's good stuff. Garlic Man. powder. Oh, yeah. Onion what powder. What else you got in that yogurt? And a little bit of whatever mm. kind of like spicy red. I, mm. <laughs> I just got some Burberry spice, so I put that in my yogurt. A little Ethiopian spiced yogurt. That's I'm good. into that. I'm into that. All right. Is that our time? <laughs> do we have to stop? I don't want to do other things. I like this place. <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter. You know our handles already with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. It's actually Mythical Chef or Hendy Sada. Or if you want to leave us a voicemail, ooh, a voicemail, give us a ring and leave us a quick message at 833-DOG-POD-1. I've been enjoying the voicemails. Leave us a kind. If you're enjoying the voicemail, I'm loving fine. them. Yeah, I like hearing from Mark. I'm Mark. I have an opinion, and it's bad. For more Stop! mythical kitchen, Mark, don't let him discourage you. Send us more opinions. We have a YouTube channel. You know the deal. We'll see you next time.